0: thankfully not my problem we're starting with white girls right white White friends friends, not white girls i mean it really this is uh, (laughs) i think i have white boyfriends but i feel like this episode it's sort of for them some of the white some of my white boyfriends have taught me it's certainly not for my white boyfriend thank you i'm sorry you you laid that one up i had to no, it's because you want to, <laughs> you like to mention this guy everywhere. way. Uh, no. I mean, if you mention white, you said my, white boyfriends. Boy, no, so I said white I had to say, boyfriends. This is like, this, this is, is another this is, case. This, this is the exact same thing as, what was it? Pork noodle, spicy tangy, pork pork noodle. noodle tangy pork noodle, tangy pork noodle salad. Po- this is another tangy pork noodle salad where you think it's pork noodle. But it's pork noodle. No, th- you now- said white boyfriends. It's white boyfriends. Everybody needs friends. friends in the eyes of the Lord. No, that's actually. Yes. Yes, we're not. We I don't think we're all friends. I think we're all family, in the eyes of the Lord. But as we've not every family member, is a friend. That is true. That is categorically true. Mm-mm. Also, are we going to talk about no. it? No. Okay, cool. I'm glad that's how how we're addressing it. Anyway, I'm not gonna talk about it. One, because by the time this episode airs, it's gonna be hilariously like months after, at least like one solid month after. Yeah, but people will still be talking about it. I mean, don't forget that like the amount of YouTubers who who realize that they could they could um capitalize off of this that event, um. And have been doing so for Honestly, the past couple of weeks since it happened. That's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the situation itself. It's bored, I'm tired, I'm tired, I've heard all the opinions. Cool. I want to talk about all of the YouTube people. The reaction channels. The reaction channels. There was Everybody some taking a side. Bro, there were some YouTube okay, channels that I genuinely forgot that I was subscribed to till this aired. Where I was like, ah, so you're still creating content, I see. Yep. Well, actually no, they weren't created they weren't they were about to be done and then they realized <laughs> this is my way to get this back in. This is my moment like, to step back into relevancy. Mm-hmm. And, and even then. Still not relevant. I don't know okay. whether I live or if I'm like maybe maybe your time in YouTube is up. And that's okay. This is not a game for the swift. Um, nor is it a game for the strong. It is for those Oh God who can endure it's ecclesiastes 9 11 please read it for the listeners you're, you're welcome oh okay cool hold on give me one second to open you know it while up. we're here which version okay it says man this ecclesiastes is so sad but he said and that's why I love um, i've seen something else under the sun the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned but time and chance happen to them all can we see yeah i Damn. i love how anyway. this was a lot of youtubers chance youtube in particular i feel like tiktok is such a young medium this is like a very easy soundbite to just you know six seconds oh keep your wife's name my spouse. <laughs> like it's all the people who have been taking that audio and dubbing it over all sorts of things keep my wife's Nay, you know, I really didn't think it was real. Anyway, we're not talking about I'm it not anymore. talking about I'm still talking about the YouTubers' reactions to it. I think this was a very this was a very telling period. I love that this is also going to be late because it's going to further mm-hmm. affirm me being an auntie. Aunties don't respond to things on yes. time. They respond to things yep. hilariously late. Yep, and that's okay. That's okay. We are okay. well, I'm still a young auntie, but I'm an auntie. So mm-hmm. What I found very interesting about the YouTube takes regarding the incident was... The incident. Yes. You could kind of tell everybody's social barometer. Because Mm -hmm. on one end, you had people who were like, it's just a joke. Why you being so mad? And to which and a lot of the people who were reacting that way were comedian. And I feel like comedians always stand behind themselves around things like that. So there was that part which, like, and I'm I'm a comedy lover. A part of me could be like, ah oh man, I listen to some really foul jokes sometimes and I be laughing. I will get my a-yucks uh, in. I know. So I was like, okay. I can kind of see where that was. And so I was like, okay, let, I see where I stand on like that social side. And the people like, how dare you with all these black women and the history. And I was like, actually, you know, you gotta, I got that. You know, I'm a black woman. I understand the pressures of where, of, you know, the, the, the politics regarding my hair and its state, especially when natural, especially when short. So it's like, you know, okay, I kind of mm-hmm. get that, you know? So, eh. But then the the comedy part, of then they would wrestle, you know, like um, March Madness. So it would be like comedy me versus black woman me. Black woman me is like, you can't talk about black women's hair. And that's very disrespectful. And it's like, oh, so you're the only person. That that was comedy. Comedy me is like, so you're the only person who can't get snapped. So you're just Mm -hmm. such a special snowflake that we need to make jokes accommodating you. I was like, hmm i'd like to see more of this fight Um, so that battle was taking on then i watched this other one that was like there's no place also pro tip no this is not a pro tip sidebar pro tip Not pro tip sidebar i had also i want to state because there is a bias here i did not watch or listen to any white people's takes on this matter that's not true. I listen oh, to my I friends. I did. I can fill you in on that later. I listen to what my white friends, who I, I believe have sense, and, and, and... <laughs> <laughs> my white friends who I know wouldn't talk to me crazy, like I'm not a black woman. So I listened mm-hmm. to their points, but as for the other white people on the internet, I didn't listen to them. I didn't look for their opinions yeah. on YouTube or on the internet. So that colors my view on this. So moving on. I don't like the fact that we're just out here smacking dudes in a public place for something for, for a man essentially doing his job. Damn. Yeah. Don't put it like that, but ow. And I was like, actually that's true. Like, I mean, regardless for, cause there's the, then I'll tell you about the other side. So there was that. And Uh-oh. then there was the other side that's like, yo, Chris Rock. This was after talking to Maya. like Chris Rock has a history mm-hmm of always finding some way to be talking about black women and to keep their names and to be joking about yeah. them and to say yeah. things specifically about like where they're sensitive. Like this is a pattern for him. This is not just, Oh, he was just Mm-mm. doing a hucks. He's been known to do this. The next, you know, we're doing it now. No, no, no. The, the, this is still about me then. So okay. there, there was the version about me that was like, Oh my gosh. So are we just green lighting, smacking black men willy nilly? Um, for that and then there was the part of me that was like okay but this is this man's job and then this was a menage a trois there was a version of me being like oh then black woman me came back and be like well people aren't normally writing for black women like people aren't out here protecting black women people aren't going to bat and like slapping people for black women Mm -mm. so then there was that version of me being like except maybe my man but okay (laughs) Are you, like, using this as, like, a way to show your man that you big-upped him in the future for, for future benefits? Is that what this is? No, no, don't worry. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I actually don't even know if he listens. So, yeah. I, where do I... S- so, the moral of the story is I, I think that this gave YouTube another bounce back. Of like like fun content that I could compare with each other and figure out who I am in the process and what did I learn about myself. I learned that multiple parts of me make very good arguments and that I indeed am a smart person all around. Even my more toxic parts. So big ups I mean, confirmed, we already knew all of this. We already knew all of this. I don't know why you're using the incident to big up yourself like this. <laughs> You really just—you really just just decided we're not going to talk about the incident. I'm just going to talk about how I'm a better person because of it. I, yeah, <laughs> I think that, like, look at me being able to tackle multiple viewpoints and see that you know two things can exist in one space. Wow, such growth! I'm such amazing. Growth. Thank you, Jesus. Look at look at your creation, God. Oh my God. Yeah, so that's, that, that's the moral of this story. Okay. That's what that's. You did not just tie the slap to look at your creation, God. Look at what I did. What, not what I did, what He created me. Oh my gosh. To do. I am nothing without Him. The audacity. I am nothing without my Lord and Savior. You are in your mid-twenties. Are you going to finally admit it now? I said I am 24, so technically I am mid in the mid-twenties, but I am very Twenties. much there you the go. Beginning. This is the first time you've actually admitted to it. Because now, at this point, mm-hmm. I am 24. It's only taken you, what, seven months <laughs> to admit that you're in your mid-twenties now? No. At the point yes. of the initial recording... I was in my early 20s. So, therefore, oh I could not claim to be a part of a group that I did not belong to. That's not how age and time work. Okay. Listeners, please, please double check me. If I am 23 and the age gaps go 20 to 23, early 20s, 24 to 26, mid 20s, 27 to 29, late 20s all i'm saying is if it's a week before your birthday it was not a week you are basically you are already closer to that age but am i there you are to the previous But am i there
1: if i almost if i almost got that's not how age if i almost
0: got the correct answer on multiple choices for all of my questions but i didn't select it did i get it correct no I'm, I have no response for That's you. That's still a zero percent. I'm, re- I'm not honoring that with the response. <laughs> if I almost I shall not dignify that I with a response. Colored in B, but instead at the last minute, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go with A. Then I cannot be like, oh, but I almost got it. It's still zero. At the end of the day, I it's have zero. nothing to say to you. Nothing to but say. But now that I've selected the group, now that I have crossed over and i have entered and now i'm in my mid-20s i have nothing to say to you i have nothing to say to you it's okay that's please somebody explain how this works to my my friend i know how this works okay that's just not how numbers work okay (laughs) (laughs) so how numbers work how do they work how do they work then Okay, we're not doing this right now. Why this is not this right now? the Why way it this age this right doesn't now? work like the ceiling function. It works like the floor function. So whether that is twenty three point eight two or twenty three point four five, that's not how time works. That's not how time works, Esther. You know that's not how time it's works. Time does not work like either the floor nor the ceiling. Oh, for all of my non-math people, math clients. Yeah. Sorry, okay, well. we, we have to do explanation. If you were say an English major. The mm-hmm. there is a function both available on calculators coding languages and um, essentially when you select the ceiling function if you were to have a number such as 23.82 you wrapped that in the ceiling function it would basically say hey no matter the number then I want you to round it to the next highest number so the number it's closest to above the floor function if I had selected that same number 23.82 it would then round down to the closest number below it. Come on, CS. Lessons. Work. Yes, I was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only they taught me taxes. Anyways. Oh my God. <laughs> Try one more time. I'm going to rewind. I'm going to rewind. Welcome to the Abeg podcast. <laughs> it took us a second. Um, I'm Dee. I'm here with Esther. Esther, how are you feeling, feeling today? I beg one time, just one time, for the white girls. If you haven't already picked up by now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about lessons that our white friends taught us. Yes, you heard it correctly. And if you aren't sure if I actually meant that, the alternative title that I had for this episode was, What Would White Jesus Do? I still don't like that. Yes. Pause for laughter. I don't know if people are laughing. <laughs> That's the scary part. I mean, we'll leave it I in know. here. We'll see what they think about mm-hmm. it within the pod. If it makes it as the actual pod title, then what fun. Actually, no. Oh, what fun. Ah. No, it's not. <laughs> it's no. not fun. Because Jesus is brown. Jesus is a brown man. Jesus from the Middle East. I know, but no. for I know, but for a majority of artistic depictions of Jesus, whether accurate or inaccurate, inaccurate, he has been a white man, and we all know that it's inaccurate. Yes, because but even us, even us in our local churches in Nigeria, when I used to go to the village, they would have a white. Jesus. When I used to go to the village at Christmas, why is it that I walk down and in the church I'm seeing pictures of of Mary, white angels white and then jesus white in the trust that was built by nigerians i really don't get it Man, the colonization is deep
1: it's, it's serious. really
0: it's still prevalent today they will just have it. but yes for all the listeners in case you are want jesus was a brown man jesus was a brown man i think everybody man. i hope everybody knows some that by now might not know. you don't please some people might not know and you, who knows i don't Maybe- think they don't know i don't think they don't know if they say they don't know they're choosing not to know eh. okay that's not ignorance It's not ignorance at that point. On to the real... There was an injustice. I was watching a movie a couple weeks ago, and there was an injustice that I had witnessed. And I thought that this... Please speak on it. This was the episode that I had to address it. Because I don't understand how we let this get away for so long. From the infamous movie, High School Musical, if you haven't watched it, what are you doing here? Sharpe Evans is the real victim... Of this story. Not you championing white white ladies' rights. This... I watched this and I was genuinely upset. This lady has literally been performing since childhood. Her and her brother. Extremely talented. They can sing. They can dance. The choreo is giving white girl, but it's giving white girl choreo. The choreo is still there. But- oh my god, that didn't... <laughs> And she has stage presence. There is, you can say a lot about Sharpe Evans, but that lady has presence. When she walks into a room, you know it. And the fact that some... Benkele girl from we don't even know where. And some jock with very mid voices. Let's talk about it. Not you calling them Mid. So you're saying that Vanessa Hudgens is giving you vocals? No, Are you saying that Zac Efron is giving you vocals? I didn't say. I wasn't disagreeing. I was just commenting on the use of mid. The word mid. Carry on. Don't come for me. I just wanted to confirm. You know, because I'm, I'm, I'm strapped up. I'm ready to fight people on this. Oh my god. Mid voices. No corio. None. That is another thing I noticed. Even after all of this thing. Not once did I see them hit an eight count, hit a two-step, nothing. Hmm. They just enter this theater and get the part out of nowhere. Why? Because they're fine. And (laughs) I get it, you know, Ryan, he's a part of the Alphabet Mafia. So you see somebody like Troy come in saying that he wants to audition as I know... Plenty of drama teachers who loved for the dro- for the not the drocks, the jocks to be in the shows because they wanted that very like typical heteronormative masculine type of guy to be like your leading it's man. It's also because they knew that those people would actually have friends who would come Just, to the show. No. But, you know, that's details. that's details. not always true now. Is, some I of mean, the time But true. is it wrong? It's not wrong. It it's it wrong? not entirely wrong. Exactly. But we we know those drama teachers who would just have like one popular person on, even though they had no talent. So you just happen at my high school. You know who you are. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> why do you, at every turn, you find some way <laughs> to bring your school inside? I was was one of very few black women in a predominantly white boarding school. Okay, I can drag them as much as I like. It is my right. It is my birthright at this point. It's my entitlement. But carry on, you're saying about Sharpay. All right. I'll give it to you that Sharpay is extra. I'll even give it to you that she's sometimes mean. But I would be mean too if I'm spending all my summers, my free time, something I am passionate about and good at and i'm working towards that and they're just letting random people who you even have to beg them beg to enter this play Uh, i don't know if this applies to you but spoilers question mark troy wins his game gabriella she does something with science and her decathlon there we go and they're both the lead of the show and the show very mid very not well done Absolutely no choreo. The choreo that they did have was absolutely whack. Such a poor production. And what happens to Sharpay? A public high school. Okay. And what happens to Sharpay? Nothing. 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 Right? There is no happy ending for her. I don't even know if she's a part of the play. The fact that she is good and has worked at it only to get bulldozed by amateurs frustrates me. And then at the end, I even, I know people are like, but she was mean the entire time. So does it even, you would be mean too. First of all. And second of all, she then eventually got over herself and even told Gabriella, you know, break a leg, you know, do well. And the doll didn't even know what that meant. She didn't even know what that oh meant. Gosh. And that's like the, the most infamous theater. F- Everybody knows that. Everybody. She wasn't a theater person. <sighs> I say all that. She wasn't a theater person. No. I say all that to say that this is what scares me about God's favor. Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you even say that? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. This is what is frightening. For our non-Christian listeners. Are we really going to relate High School Musical to the favor of the Lord Our God, yes. You know, I am gonna let you do this. I just what you are going to explain it to them. Please explain to them. I am not. This is your no. You are going to explain it now. You are going to explain this. Could you please explain to our listeners what God's favor is? No, you set this up. This is all you. Okay, it's all you
1: for our listeners
0: who are not Christian or are not familiar with Christian isms. God's favor is essentially. When God just does something good for you that you don't necessarily deserve, you may not have necessarily worked for or earned, but you just happen to find yourself being blessed anyways. As a receiver, absolutely fire. I've had God many a time put me in rooms where people are wondering, what is she doing in this room? And they're absolutely correct. But God wanted me there and so I'm there. But this this movie taught me what happens to the person (laughs) that really thought that they were set up for success. They were prepared to be in their room. They had earned it. They had worked for it. But God just chose to favor somebody somebody else. else. You're not really making Christianity sound very appealing (laughs) right now. (laughs) You're really not making it sound (laughs) super exciting. (laughs) Like, oh, I could try really hard and do all the things God wants me to do. And it's still the things are still going to go my way. Neat. Isn't that crazy? People would think we're still crazy for following it after knowing all of this. Because we are. But crazy isn't a bad thing. That's true. And it's not, we're not crazy. There's a healthy amount of crazy. There's a healthy amount of crazy that you could equate to faith, right? There's a healthy amount of crazy that you have to have to believe in a man who died for our sins. Yes. There's a... It's not a bad it's thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a I think. I, I think I understand. And I'm okay with that. I think I understand why people might look at us strange. After, after watching this movie. You think? I understand it. I understand it. Look at me strange. I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. But that's, that's and, what this is. I mean, be. honestly, that, that kind of segues into our first lesson, right? I mean, so today's topic is about lessons for our white friends. And I think the first lesson, lesson number one, for those of you keeping track at home, you just need to have the audacity to do things. Or as a popular meme that was circulating at some point, put it, the caucasity. Not all white people. Not all white people. Not all white people.
1: But, but from the people we learned this like, from
0: But from the people we know and we've learned this from, white people just are not scared to just do things. It's like, yeah, they're scared of failure, but I think they're more scared to not try. Exactly. They would they would rather put themselves in the situation and have it not go their way than to not do anything about it at all. The first time when I first came to this country it was the first time I'd heard of jobs that weren't just like doctor, lawyer, pastor. Um, engineer, engineer. <laughs> um, midwife, nurse, um, banker. Banker another big one. Um, Businessman, president, uh, civil servant. But like, this is the first time. Like, I I remember when I was when I just got into uni, my first year, I met somebody, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm here because I want to be an environmental studies major." And I was like, "You can study the environment. I get a degree in the environment. <laughs> in the environment." <laughs> no but that's what it sounded like i didn't know that you had people whose whose job about the water and that's your degree no but seriously people don't realize that in nigeria that like you can just like study fish and that's like an acceptable normal thing to do you know what i mean because it's like met they're all sections of education and that and jobs that are necessary to function right so part of why um a lot of western civilizations a lot of western countries had a very solid fishing system going because they had people who studied marine biology who studied um aquatic life and aquatic behavior and figured out how the like the best systems to farm fish or and like some of those things aren't ethical but the whole idea is a whole field of science dedicated to that to make it better and to advance that if i if i decided when i went to my uni that i was going to go and study fish (laughs) Kind of punk on my head I would have received disowning. They'll say, Oh, go and pay for your school by yourself. And uh, but somebody needs to learn about fish. You. Yeah, but it ain't me. Now, and that's, now we're saying they this, have, white people have that audacity. We're saying this. And we, both of us, um, happen to fall under <laughs> that category of what? Of lawyer lo- of engineer. <laughs> Doctor. Lawyer. <laughs> Doctor, lawyer, engineer. So we are hypocrites, in case you were wondering. Oh, fully. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. You can study uh, marine biology and environmental engineering. Um, And you can go off and, like, live on a ship for three months and just study whales. And it's so cool that you, like, I have a friend who i think this is the coolest thing she went and um worked as a researcher in disney's um at epcot like the greenhouse in Etcot, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like was studying plants and i was like that that's is actually really so fun cool. <laughs> that sounds like a fun it's job actually so sick like it is so cool like she's the one person who like if i see a fl- if i'm walking around and i see a flower i really like and i can't i can't remember what it is i send her a picture of it she'll tell me or like like she's the kind of person who like you can sit down and have intellectual discussions with her that go deep and she'll tell you about like the history of like a certain place based on their foliage, based on the plants. Huh. I'm like, how do you do that? It could not be me, though. It was not going to be me. <laughs> I'm like, I respect it, but that is not You know me. something That's crazy? My, my grand, My granddad is was actually a botanist in, yeah, really? in the early years. And I feel like with plants, it's actually a lot more respected than like if you're Cause doing like biology because like, the agriculture yeah. is still big at home so let me not say i want to go and study flower is not useful but for my parents to spend money for me to go to school abroad and to come back and be talking about leaf <laughs> i think i might receive a slap <laughs> so we we recognize that we we while wow, we are here saying like oh wow that was so great that you did that we didn't do it and no we didn't <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Esther's a software engineer and I'm a data <laughs> scientist. Like i am like saying I so hey, should try on that red dress. Oh, do you like red? No. <laughs> I actually don't wear red. I only wear black. <laughs> uh, but I respect yeah, the hustle. I mean, at the end of the day, even though it. I myself did not choose if you listeners, if you are a Nigerian or a non-Nigerian that is having qualms, you know about having a back and forth with what you want to do because it may not necessarily be deemed a societal norm Mm -hmm. know that we here support you on this other side (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) as people who've not done it We support you. I'm standing here at my computer. I'm saying good job. Very good. We heal you. Just because we didn't do it doesn't mean that we want to block your blessing. Mm -mm. Now I will never be an enemy of progress. (laughs) 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 It's not my (laughs) pusher. Oh my god! But I think it. I mean, school is one of the more like obvious topics for like, especially like international kids of ways that you can just kind of have the audacity to do something. But I think Mm -hmm. it's even more like something that's probably a little bit more relatable is just breaking out of that feeling or that need to be quote unquote cool or to be what or popular or to be like well liked by people. One of the big things that I'm constantly having to like get over is you don't need to do what like you think the quote unquote cool person would do. And starting to see coolness as something that's an overflow of self-assurance and a God assurance, like of who I am in Christ. Right. I know we're bringing back mm-hmm. to Jesus. And all of that is basically just to say dance like a white girl. But that, and that's the thing is like when it comes to like being cool and acting a certain way, I, if I think about the people in my school, my high school who were like the cool kids, it was the people who really just did not care what other people thought of them. And if if anything, they leaned into it more, you know, like they leaned into the parts of themselves that were weird. And there was a, that whole phase of when we were growing up where people like really, really enjoyed descri- describing themselves as quirky. Like everyone wanted to be quirky. Everyone be weird. There's like a strong awareness in themselves to a certain point. Mm. Let me put, do that with an asterisk. There's not... all of them have self-awareness. And not everybody has the level of self-awareness I'm talking about. But there's a general self-awareness where they're not particularly embarrassed to do the weird things that make them unique. Or to... Hence, dancing like a white girl. Yeah. With the Bible, you've been given a lot of like do's and do nots. But they're... Even though it doesn't necessarily feel like it, there's a lot of gray area with with your self-development in the process. Like, you can be funny or you can be dry and still be a Christian. You can be charming or you can be kind of strange and be a Christian. You can be very bright. You can be very not bright and be a Christian. And all of this in between about your personality and how you convey yourself to society while... It needs to, at the end of the day, reflect God. These are things that we have to figure out for ourselves. There's no one-stop way to decide. There's no one-stop shop for what a Christian, to descri- to define a Christian, I guess. All these Americanism. Well, to do like this? <laughs> I don't know what. You understand. But I appreciate this ability to break from the norm especially when it's something that's not going to hurt anybody. It's not like you're saying that I'm going to be a thief. I know that's quite an exaggeration. Oh my God. (laughs) Why did we jump? But I I like to make the jump just so that you can see how not drastic it is. If you're just embracing this like weirder side to yourself or you're doing something that's not necessarily seen as like the traditional, there's no problem with that. Mm. That's Like I feel like it's very... It's very easy for people to fall into the habit of this was done by the generations before me in order to succeed. And so that's the only way to succeed. No, it's just a proven way to succeed. And so while we don't fault you for if you want to or if you do fall into those um, norms, that's not the only way. That's just the only way that we know. Was it not us that were thinking that the only way you could get around was to walk? Then we invented wheel. Then it was to drive. Then there was boat. Then there was plane. Like, there's not one, only one solution to this. There's just the solutions yep. that are currently proven. On that note, welcome to another edition of Ghetto Bible Studies. Oh, my. What was it? I like the little jingle you had last time. Welcome to Ghetto Bible Study. No? Maybe I think that that's that sounds very that sounds close to what it was. I need to listen back to Maybe. our episodes. Yeah, me too. I should probably know the jingle that I made up. It's, it's okay. It's the... Details. <laughs> I kind it's of like that we don't know it. <laughs> yep. That's. I mean, it's going to change every week at this point. Like, get a Bible study. It's get a Bible study. Ooh. Welcome to get a Bible mm. study. <laughs> <laughs> this week. Christians and people interested in our podcast, we would like for you to turn to Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Come on. And in. I read Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in Come view on. of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing mm. to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Don't conform. But be transformed. Be transformed. Somebody say transformed. Transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Glory. Then you will able to test and approve what God's will is. His good. Come on now. Pleasing. And perfect will. Amen. Why are we in Romans? First of all, Bible backstory. Mm. I thought it would be really cool and important to offer a little bit more of a backstory to what's happening at this time in the bible where that we're reading who wrote it what's going on offer me some context why are we saying these things it's nice to have context isn't nice. it so if you've never read romans or if you just want a quick romans refresh Hmm. romans refresh <laughs> <laughs> and i just thought of that <laughs> <laughs> please let's be serious as we're discussing the word of god <laughs> you know what i said romans, <laughs> i said if you would like a romance refreshed as in a refreshing Refresh. of the <laughs> book of the bible romance in his letter to the romans paul has presented the gospel not the bible itself but the gospel of like the good news of God. Paul's presented the gospel from our need for divine rescue to the glorious future that Jesus offers us. I believe that Paul is in jail. No. Maybe that's Philippians. I think so. Oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. And I said I was going to do more prep. But as we talked about this, I realized I should have done even more prep for this ghetto Bible studies. Listeners, I apologize. I will get better at this. Romans was written by this dude named Paul. And the whole point of this was showing why we need divine rescue and why we should look to God and why we shouldn't be paying attention to what's going on in the world around us. So Paul is basically explaining that the gospel has implications for the way that we should treat one another. Now, the reason why I bring this up and why we're tying this into our white girls episode is that the Bible makes a really huge point of not like copying the fleeting fashions of the present time but being transfigured in this view of a higher mode of existence that's in accordance with god's will right. and what he has chosen now when you are straying away from societal norms and you're not doing things that are quote unquote of the world you're going to look strange mm-hmm. and often you're going to get judgment because of it and when in this case, you are sometimes having the audacity to do something and to move on, say, a God dream, people are going to look at you funny. Sometimes it may be people who are close to you because you're moving on something that's bigger than you. You're trying to be, at least like, let me not even say you. I'm talking about me. I'm trying to be. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to move off of something that God has called me to do. That has nothing to do with you. God just said move. I'm a follower of Christ. So when God says move, I say how far? And move. In what direction? Mm -hmm. How many meters? I guess the mindset that I am going into, not just my work, but with my friendships and how I'm moving on hobbies and dreams. I'm not as tied to what may seem right or wrong what may be a faster route to success what may be more pleasing because that's not what time god said it was god just said i need you to move and so i said so my response was jesus how far when you take that step of being brave enough to act on a god dream because it's it's bravery at the end of the day you need to rely on god for like it to come to fruition. That's what makes it so scary, is that so much of this is out of your yeah. hands. You know, doing a quick recall back to why high school musicals Sharpe Evans gives me such anxiety. Oh my god. You didn't think it was coming back. It is. No, not a callback. But what makes it so hard to accept something like God's favor or a God dream is that this is completely separate from you. You didn't do the work. You're not the one setting up the mm-hmm. chips. You don't have the blueprints. You're merely a player in the game. It's out of your control. It's out of your control. God's inviting you to play with, like, to, to, to go on this journey on him. But he's not saying this is the gameplay. Mm-hmm. He's just saying, all right, run 500 meters east. Then other people start to critique you, like, why are you doing this? And it's like, well, God just said to move 500. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what did God really tell you to do that? And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> and then you're like, God, I just want to double check. Did you say this was from you? He's like, yes. I said, run 500 meters. Why? Like the clock. Can you please do the, the thing that I asked you to do? And you're there going yeah. back and forth with him. When at times you just need to have the audacity to believe in God and walk in faith. It, it's scary, right? Like that's the whole point is it's not something you can control and that you, it's not that you don't have a say in it you do, we have free will, but there's only so much you can actually do within the bounds of free will. And the second you realize that, your life becomes a lot sim- a lot simpler, right? So, I mean, we have the option to do whatever we want, regardless if we're hearing from God or not, and what God is telling us to do or not. But what makes it scary is knowing that if you mess up, it's still not on him because he gave you everything you needed to just... He gave you the layup. You could have you could have very easily made that basket and you didn't. That's on you. With that, let's talk about lesson number two that our white friends have taught us. Number two, it's okay to be disagreeable. I have a hard time with this. I have a hard time with this I had one. I a hard time when I wrote but it. But I'm learning it. I'm really, really learning a lot just being in this America. I think, you. I mean, I'm using your words, but even Karens has something to teach us. And that's true, right? Like, I did not know. I mean, I guess, I don't know if it's, it has to do with being a child and growing up and understanding the world differently or just the cultural differences. I didn't know you could, like, ask for the manager, Or like, if something's not going your way, you could just ask for someone more superior to come help you. And that's completely acceptable. What? What we're talking about right now, about being disagreeable, is standing up for yourself and putting your foot down to use two Americanisms. I love it. Hashtag America. Oh my gosh. But I think especially as Nigerians and growing up in like a very... <clears throat> not very, or a more conservative culture. I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is how you're supposed to treat your elders and how your elders can treat mm-hmm. you should they wish to. Yes, if they, if your elders wish to, to do you anyhow and throw you up and down and beat you sideways and all of that, they can do that. Like, I remember, oh, I really, I wish I knew this lady's name because I would call her out. But... You know what? No, don't give her that power. <laughs> that strand. Don't give her that power. Don't give her that power. But I remember whenever <laughs> my brother and I, when we were, like, not even, like, young, up until, like, honestly, sometimes through college, where I'd come back home and she would pick us up, my brother and I, up from the airport and like, give us to our parents. And she always has something slick to say for both me and my brother. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she would always mention he's a he's a you know he's a oh, slender no, please don't call he, no for he's him. a slender guy, but j-
1: no no lady- I meant this
0: lady. I meant I hope this lady is not so coming. she would oh, always God. have something so to say about him, and then me, I look nothing like my brother guys <laughs> the complete opposite and oh, she had some she always felt the need to comment on that and act like we were still friends. honestly, power to my brother. Because mm-hmm. at a certain point, he just would, like, put... Whenever we would leave the tarmac and start getting towards baggage claim, he just put his headphones on and pretend that he could hear. He not yeah. hear. Mm-hmm. So that she would stop talking to him. Me, wanting to be the agreeable child, would not wear my headphones and, and be there listening as she would berate me. Like, looking back, I was like, that is crazy. Not just, like, oh, that I welcome that disrespect, but that... As a culture, that's okay somebody you're not my you're yeah. not my mom you're not even a close They're you're not, not family, family you're not a close friend I don't look down on anybody who let's say is like being hired for a job or anything but this is a job for you ma'am <clears throat> your job is mm-hmm. to transport me and my brother from the airplane to my parents' hands everything else in between is not your job it's above your pay grade mm-hmm this is literally not your business. That would be like me interfering in my boss's life, my boss's kids' life, and asking them like all these kinds of questions yeah. just because I'm older than them. That's mad. To think that in a moment like that it would have been incorrect, it would have been deemed inappropriate or rude on my end for me to say something and to stand mm. up for myself is what lets me know that there's a lot of room to there was a lot of room for growth. And that it was very important that I find a way to, like, set boundaries. And if need be, be disagreeable. Recently, like, the same, like, incident happened and she said something. And I was like, okay, so I'm not going to have this conversation with you. If if I need to call my parents and find another way to get to them, then so be it. And I tried. And that was even having that conversation and wanting to still be respectful to her because she is somebody who's older and wanting to find a very nice way to set those boundaries, even though she had very rudely that craziness. And it's one of the things that I really admire about our culture is the level of emphasis on respect there is, especially when it comes to old people, or older people in general. And it's what makes... It's so beautiful seeing, you know, families taking care of their old parents coming and living with their kids, like the whole community aspect of it. That is something that a lot of cultures, a lot of cultures look to have that level of a strong family bond and a strong level Absolutely. of respect. And a lot of cultures like like it's similar to like Japanese mm-hmm. culture. There's like a high level of respect placed on the elderly. Um, but in Nigeria, it's almost to a fault because we keep those positive aspects of revering the old but then almost at the expense of people who are being put down by people who are older than them it's not just old people right it's like older Mm -hmm. aunties or like people your parents age who feel like they can treat you anyhow because you're younger than them and it's wild like the amount of trauma and abuse that it's caused a lot of a lot of people. Our age is actually wild and ridiculous, and I know things are slowly changing. But now, for me, it was the but we just need to get out of the. It mentality. was the rationale of like, oh, this is what was done for me, and that's why I'm doing it to yeah, you. Yeah, just because just because your parents did that to you, or your aunties and uncles did that to you, doesn't mean you should do it just to somebody else. Take that else. rubbish away from me. <laughs> <So> get out. <laughs> For me, it's the fact that like, oh man, this is my time to do them because they were doing me in the past, and so I'm about to do this new generation now. Like that's always the energy. It felt like it felt like you were hurt, and now this is your opportunity to to hurt to somebody hurt. else, even though it's not necessarily the people who hurt you in the end, and you, to just continue the cycle. And that's where having the wisdom to know when to step up and be a Karen. And when to just keep your mouth shut and just do bim and not say anything. That's where that's really important. But even just having, being emboldened to know like, hey, this isn't right. I know this isn't right. You know this isn't right. I shouldn't be treated like this. And finding a peaceful, not necessarily, actually peace is not always warranted. But finding some way to resolve that's the, the conflict I think is that's necessary. That is, that is the point of today is that, of course, as Christians, we want to always, you know, find a way to be gracious in some hard truths. But mm-hmm. it's not every time. It's not every time that it's you, have to, time. Be, you have to be... It's have not every time. Sometimes we, there needs to be violence. Sometimes there needs to be problems. Because why? The kingdom of heaven suffered violence. Mm? And you know what? The virus take it by what? By force. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to preach for a second. No, but seriously, right? Like that whole, like... As much as Karen, I mean Karens are racist and evil, but outside of that there is there, some there is some value to be taken out of it, right? Knowing your rights and knowing the things that you are entitled to and standing and up for yourself standards. is very important. That's really where this all comes mm-hmm. to. Even though Karen's standards aren't necessarily, you know, they're not necessarily, right. they're not necessarily ethical. Apt. They're not necessarily they're not good. necessarily in, in step with um their actions. But they have but standards. They, have they do yes, have they do. some standards. Whether I agree with them or not is a whole <laughs> other story. Be strong in the values and standards that you have. I'm cool with not being I'm cool with being unlikable. I'm cool with mm-hmm. being the girl that only has a few friends. And being the kind of friend who's not afraid to say the spicy things. I think that spicy. When you have when you have standards for yourself and I know that's like such a when you standard, have standards. But <laughs> so it's, so how low have we gone? It's basically respecting and loving yourself enough to not let people denigrate you are, especially when it falls out of step with who Christ says you are. Or who he's called Mm -hmm. you to be. When it's starting, when what they're saying is starting to affect you so much so that it's going out, is no longer in accordance with the Bible, it's not in accordance with who your friends and who your close community says you are and who you believe that you are in Christ, then Mm. it's time to get disagreeable up in here. It's time to get unlikable. Part. It's time to say some things and let people know that that's not how we do it over here. You may do it somewhere else, but not here. That part. That part. And this goes far beyond just like some random lady saying something that lets... That upsets you. But also being brave enough to have people who will openly disagree with you. But when you're in the wrong, when you say something that's messed up... I hope that you have friends Mm. that will call you out on your bullshit. Right. It is a blessing to have people disagree with you. One that you shouldn't take lightly. As iron sharpeneth iron. Sorry, I'm really full of all these verses today. Good. The Holy Spirit is here. I'm really full of all these verses. The Holy Spirit is here. I'm present. As iron sharpeneth iron. Oh, come on. When you look at the Bible, And when you're reading your Bible and you are acting on this God level of dream, when you're having the audacity to do something and to step outside of the norm and you are faced with something where the Bible says, no, that's not true. Or God tells you himself, that's not true. Or your community of people, for us, these are also people who are following God, are telling you, that's not who you are. That's not who you've shown me to be. I don't believe that that's true with your character or your morals or your values. Then it's time to get disagreeable, and Jesus Himself you have to shape up. was a very disagreeable man. He said some very spicy things for his day. Spicy, very spicy. In service, I don't even know if I've mentioned this in another episode, but like the first thing that comes to mind is the story of the Samaritan woman. We are really doing some like we in the Bible today. Some yes. deep deep Bible diving today. We're doing, but this is a this is a more popular story story of the samaritan woman demi can you please give the people a brief synopsis of the story of the samaritan woman so essentially as jesus had first started gathering up his disciples he's getting ready to go on his preaching tour for any of you who want this in um, 2022 terms he's prepping for his tour okay he's preparing to go around and preach and convert well not convert people because you know he's christ but heal people and save people but he stops because he's as they're making their journey through um i believe that they were where were they i can't remember where they were but as they were making a the journey yeah, chose he to- stops they chose to go to a different town for the rest of the day. Um, Even though they're supposed to go one way, they decided to go a different way. And as they were going, Jesus got thirsty. So he walked and saw this well and sat by this well. And at the well, there was this woman, a Samaritan woman who was drawing water. Now for context in back in the day, back in Jesus's day, back when Jesus was a boy. um, I did not do that accent. Well, please don't come after me. Please don't DM us. Um, In that day, jews and what were called gentiles didn't mix so anybody who wasn't of jewish blood they didn't they they really didn't talk they didn't really associate with each other they worshipped in the same similar places like they had like specified sections for gentiles to worship um but gentiles and jews weren't supposed to do business together mix all of that and so he sits out on this well and this woman this um samaritan woman who's a gentile she's drawing water and he asks her oh can i have some water and she she's like wait aren't you a jew why are you talking to me like what do you want from me and he essentially says he says you if you knew who you were talking to right now You'd have already got, you'd be asking me to give you water. And she's like, What do you mean I'd be asking you to give me water? I'm the one with the vase. I'm the one that's like drawing water from this well. You have nothing. You just asked me for a drink of water. Why are you saying that I should be asking you for water? In response, Jesus says that the water he's talking about isn't physical water that will quench physical thirst because. Thirst comes back, right? We're human, we breathe, we eat, we walk around, we get thirsty. That's just how we live. We're constantly needing to be topped up and drink more water. But he's talking about feeling a spiritual thirst and that he is the source of that water and in this encounter, essentially, is the, this encounter is the first time in the Bible where Jesus acknowledges that he is the Messiah, but he chooses to do so with this woman who isn't even Jewish. And it's kind of placing, the, the whole point of the story really is to place emphasis on the fact that jesus's death and his ministry was for everyone it wasn't just for people who were jewish it wasn't just for people who are from a certain area or from a certain time that god's mercy is on everyone that he chose to reveal himself as the messiah to this woman who wasn't even that's jewish, not was not big jewish that's of the their small, faith this directly. lady had that's the smallest part but she was also she was a woman, woman. Let's, Let's talk about that he re- revealed himself to a woman first cuz I mean men didn't really the fact that she was even out teachers, there fetching water at that time weren't of supposed day supposed to just talk yeah. to women. Right. So, in fact, for, for more context, con- even more context. Thank you for reminding yes. me of more context. So, she's fetching water in yes, the afternoon. Of the day. Typically back then, the women would all go in the morning to fetch water yes. together. But she went by herself in the afternoon because she'd been Exiled essentially. She's been she's been seen as like a social pariah because, and as Jesus called out before she even said it, she was married to somebody and then got divorced, and then the man that she was living with at the time wasn't her husband. And that made her a social pariah. Like people just didn't want to be around her because she wasn't a married woman. She's living with a man and she had a kind of a controversial like, that's, passed, that's crazy right that Jesus was like, wasn't um, necessarily pure i know that you don't know that i know this <laughs> but aren't you talking about i can't give you water aren't you the same person who was giving some people some water stop stop you just came after me and now you <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, she was quote unquote giving some other some people water. some water. If you catch our drift, yeah, she was giving up that water to stop it. Stop okay, it! Go. Okay, we're going to transition to lesson no. number three now. We will stay here. We're going to transition to lesson number three here because somebody's getting no, too spicy. I would say the reason why we mentioned this story it's too spicy. Okay, fine. Why did you imagine this, this story, Esther? Is that Jesus was an unpopular guy. The main point of this being that he chose to reveal himself as the Messiah. You see all these like Pharisees, these very like high intellectual, biblical scholars, people who studied and were waiting on Jesus. And Jesus just found this random woman who was not even a Jew, it's who's randomly. been giving out all this water. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Stop it. And telling her that he's the Messiah... In order to show, like that, like you had mentioned, that this word was really for everyone. That this is not something that's exclusive to Jewish people. That it's really for the Jew and the Gentile. And I think that if Jesus can be unlikable, so can I. I can have my spicy moments. He made me in his image. So, if anything, it's considered holy to be a little bit disagreeable. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. Welcome to lesson. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of ghetto Bible studies. Ghetto Bible study. Lesson number 3. This is the third lesson that we've learned from our, our white water friends. Water. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. No. We're focusing. We are focusing. We are back on topic. Lesson number three before we're here recording for the next three years lesson number three that we've learned from our wife friends be proud of your accomplishments this one is a tough one i know all the nigerians be proud of your accomplishments and i know nigerians will not be like no but i'm proud no. that's not what i'm talking about you're that's proud after the about. accomplishment we're not, has been heard you're proud after the accomplishment came yes. out successfully okay We're talking about big upping yourself before it's even blown up. Have you ever seen the show, like any of these cooking shows about cake? No? You know what I'm talking about? All those cooking shows, all those um, American reality TV competition shows about people baking cakes. The cakes look like shit, but the people are so proud. They're like, yeah, I'm the best baker, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that cake looks nasty. But you know what? Kudos to you for believing in yourself. Because, I mean, we don't have to mention how many times out here that... People who look like us are upset that people who don't look like us are getting certain advancements by being very mm. by being mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. middle of the pack, middle of the road. Um, yep, mediocre. Giving Just you the bare okay. minimum. Side salad with a lot of like hype man behind it, like giving you the mediocre, mm. but mm-hmm. with all the bells and whistles, like letting you know, like mediocre. Da-na-na-na stop mediocre would you like to do that one more time would you like (laughs) to do that one more time I'm okay being proud of your accomplishments before they've actually become before they've actually like come into full the full embodiment of what you're dreaming them to be right so big upping yourself on the way to success I mean, look at Kanye. And, no. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to rewind that one. Run that back turbo. I'm going to run that one back. It was hard for me at first when I was interviewing for positions before you know, coming and starting grad school. I have such a hard time like bragging about the things that are both on or not on my resume, especially if I don't feel that they're, they're necessarily something that should be mm. brought up. But the problem is that I've already X myself out and rejected myself before I've given them a chance exactly. to reject me. You are empowering yourself to even just like put more effort in. And then there's also the, the power mm-hmm. of the tongue. Right. There's something about speaking into existence the things that you know that god has put into your heart that are meant to happen and that are meant to be true speaking them into existence really empowers you that's i mean yeah i mean white people now calling it that's the that is the wildest thing also in nigeria i've been talking about power of the tongue preaching that that your mouth is is important that you can't just say anything anyhow and now white people have turned around and been like it's called manifestations and now it's popular i'm sorry what my mother was up every night at 3 a m. 3 a.m praying for our children but now when when white people are doing they call it manifestation sorry this episode was not supposed to be dragging supposed, white people is, but i just had for one you second even, you just couldn't even let them second. have an episode this is this this is supposed to be no. the episode for them this is who i am okay i have the audacity to be who wow. i am today That whole manifestation mentality. I mean, it's really important, right? Speaking into existence, the things that you believe and that you know to be true, even if they haven't come to pass yet. I think as Nigerians, we're often encouraged to move in silence and work extremely hard. And then it's only at the end that you can now open your mouth Mm -hmm. to say something. Because you're labeled as an ITK. For Americans, that means you're an Mm -hmm. ITK. I, too, what know. What is an I, too, no? An Ovasabi. <laughs> Sorry, just to throw more. You're confusing them They don't know. Yes, be yeah. confused. This is an episode for the white people. So we need to, we have to add descriptions with these phrases. It's a a try yes. hard. You kind of have to. A teacher Sort of. Yeah, basically like being um, smart while coming across. Yeah, Smart ass. ass you find, you basically find the most uh, annoying way to be right. And nobody wants to learn from you. But the things that we've labeled everybody who just thinks of them, thinks highly of themselves, whether unjustified or not, as an I too know. Oh, you think that you are better than anybody? Okay. Maybe they don't know. If, let's go first with the instance that they do. Now, let's say there's someone who's actually as smart as they believe themselves to be. And even though they're super annoying at it, they are smart. When you're seeking knowledge, mm-hmm. is it not a knowledgeable person that you ask? Is it not somebody that knows the thing? Right. But we'll be there downgrading them, letting them know like, oh, you know, doing this. Now, is there a lesson with being gracious with our knowledge and not necessarily being so overbearing where people aren't ready to listen to the truth that we have? Yes. There's absolutely an argument for that, but I think that the first step that we need to take is even acknowledging that it's okay for somebody to be confident in themselves. We almost beat too much humility to the point where it is instinctual when somebody compliments you or someone tells you that you're doing something well for you to be like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. But that mentality f- fully has been beaten into us by our parents because of this fear of failure right like nobody wants to be the person that talks a big game and says they're going to build this nice big house for them for themselves in the bi- in the village and then when the time comes they can't even afford cement <laughs> cement is expensive you know what I mean it's like nobody wants to buy a generator they can't buy fuel for. <laughs> You buy Gucci wallets, no money to put inside. <laughs> we're laughing at it, but it's, it's we're only laughing at a real place of trauma. Um, but no, seriously, that whole mentality comes from a fear of failure, right? Because especially for our parents' generation, they were oftentimes either the only or the first African in their workplaces, yep. in their social settings. They were, when they came back home, like from work or, and they were with family and stuff, oftentimes they were seen as, oh, this big, you're this big lawyer. You're this big person in finance. You're this big person in, in that's like this supposedly successful person. And then there's that added pressure of knowing that because, first of all, because you're the only African person in that environment, you have to do well. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, people at home know that you have this very important role. So you have to do well too. And so there's this heavy, heavy weight that adds on to this fear of failure and so by preparing us to have that mentality they're trying to prepare us in case we fail so that you know you haven't talked a big game about all the things that you you want to do in case they don't go through but honestly at this in this time like in this day and age it doesn't work that is a very important it's a very very important thing to have in mind and it's a very important mentality to have you have to be prepared for that risk but the way that people are coming up the way that businesses are growing the way that the economy is moving now you can't afford to live with that fear because if you live with that fear you will never do all of the things that you need to do to succeed you will be too scared to even try and take those risks in order for you to be successful especially now people don't want the effortlessly beautiful i just woke up like this no people still like to hear that story there's, there's definitely a place, a place for, it, for that but i'm not there's Netflix. definitely a place for it i'm sure people still like look for it eventually but the companies that have started to really gain some traction and the ones that i think will be domineering forces in their respective fields are the ones where they're showing you how hard that they're trying they're letting you know I give a fuck. I am trying hard. Mm -hmm. I am wearing my heart Mm -hmm. on my sleeve. I am showing you that I am putting my heart and soul into this business, into this endeavor, into this project. I care. I care. Yeah. And it's a scary thing to do because you're essentially like putting your heart out there and asking for people to accept you. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a dating podcast, but it's like starting a relationship, right? you're scared to admit to somebody that you have feelings for them because if you admit that you have feelings for them that that then it means that you actually you're have feelings and like you're fragile and that like somebody can upset you and that somebody else has some input in how you feel ew you know it's yeah it's i guess yeah it's not really necessarily a fail of it, it is a fe- fear of failure but it's on top of it it's a fear of being vulnerable Ugh, it always comes back to that doesn't which, it? which that vul- yeah i know it's like as africans like <laughs> you're not vulnerable like i mean we're breaking a lot of that now by being vulnerable often with with regards to just putting yourself out there and showing that you're trying and that you're working hard towards your accomplishments, it makes it it makes failure less scary, which is kind of counterintuitive. Failure is inevitable. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a pessimist. Of bit. you're gonna fail. That was mean. Or you, if you're a student that's been getting A A A, there's a day that you will not get A. There's hmm. a day where that A may be a C or an F. You're There's a nice. day that you will try your hardest at something and still suck at it. You're really that nice. is going to be a part of your personal growth. That's the whole part of growth for this podcast. Is us essentially getting on here and being very open about our failure and trying to grow from it. I would say it even goes deeper than a fear of vulnerability, but a fear of shame. A fear that you'll be called an imposter. Yeah. A dunce. What does she know? Mm-hmm. Look at her. She was. Not dunce.
1: Don't dance. say dunce,
0: Please. That's a word that only Nigerians, only Nigerians really feel the weight of that word. Because Americans are like, okay, a dance, what's that? If you're called a dance in Nigeria, it means you have no future. Somebody looked at you and said you have no prospects. <laughs> Oh, look at her. She was opening her mouth. And now look at her now. But it's okay to not do well. It doesn't take away from you being the best you can be or doing your best work or impacting people's lives or being successful just because something you're currently doing isn't working. But when you're able to just be more okay with the fact that you're going to slip and fall sometimes, it's like, what can people really say? Oh, you're an imposter. Absolutely, I'm here by God's grace. And what? You're a dance, mm. Yes. And what? Okay, no, you may don't. nobody ever call you a dance. But it's not even know. that. Are you the... I don't, are I don't the, use that on anybody. Even if anybody. you call me a dance, are you God? Are you the author and finisher of my fate? Are you the beginning, the middle, oh and the God. end? Are you the one that speaks earth into your existence? As of today, there are three things that I know. Thing number one, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Thing number two, that a square Mm -hmm. is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. I'm happy for you on that one as well. The third thing, the third thing is the most important thing that I know. And it's the thing that lets me keep going, despite all that I don't know. The gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the perfect life and we could not. He died in our place for our sins and three days later he rose up from the dead proving that he was the son of god and offering new and everlasting life to all who would believe in his good news past that you didn't mention you didn't mention gravity or how you know that if you walk near a fire you, your hand would burn dear, or how you know that baba lao is there and you shouldn't go <laughs> into the forest at night my dad those are just <laughs> or if you hear a knocking on your door or if you hear a knocking on your door in the middle of the night and you hear little steps that madame <laughs> koiko is outside you didn't those hear you say any theories. of those things, but those you know that they are true. They, are, they are true. Gravity is not a theory. <laughs> but.
1: <laughs> Gravity is not a theory.
0: <laughs> the last thought theories. The first two may seem insignificant. English is really not coming out today. But I'll assure you, as a computer engineer with a math minor turned software engineer, that comes up. Mm. More likely than you'd think. So, with all of this in mind, how are you trying to be a better person today? I appreciate the people that go for their dreams off rip. I'm not one of them, as um we've stated. I oh my god! I am. I think this this podcast is is one of the dreams. It's the, the to be able to create this platform and to build a community of like-minded individuals who are growth-oriented, who are interested in or like us enough that they're willing to entertain our conversations about Christ, and who more than anything want to become better people. I like that I have a really good job. I like that my job is able to support this dream. And while I don't necessarily have 100% audacity, while I'm not very disagreeable often. And while I am getting better at being very vocal about my accomplishments, even before God brings them to fruition, I wanted people to know that you can do both. I want to shout out my white friends. I'm not going to name them by names because they know who they are. They're very few and even more far between. But I want you to know that if you are my white friend and you're listening to this, first of all, thank you because Demi has said some really foul things about some of y'all. And I want you to know that you act (laughs) like you haven't dragged (sighs) white people in every other episode as well as this one, but carry on. I want to thank you for listening to us both read you and hail you. This was mostly supposed to hail you. So I hope that you got that from this, but even if you didn't, I'm sorry. It's the end of the episode. So there's not much we can do now. Demi, what did you learn? I'll tell them often that I've learned a lot from them culturally because I'm one of those Nigerians that even though I've been here for a long amount of time, I refuse to assimilate. Like I still don't understand Fahrenheit and I've been here for over 10 years. Like I'm not, I'm never going to learn Fahrenheit, but in the, in some of the key ways, like some of the lessons that we talked about today, you know, just standing up for yourself and being bold in your conviction. Is that the right word? Um just staying true to yourself, being honest about who you are and standing firm in that. Those are three things that I know I need to work on more. So, I'm going to be more empowered to do that. And I guess I will try not to drag the white people in my life too much. Um, I already yeah, I'm just going to try not to. Actually, I can. You know who said that? Who said I can't? <laughs> uh, on that note. It's um on that note, it's been a great conversation. I think this was, yeah, it has been a fun one. The, we we learned a lot today. And if you like what we're doing, oh no, here we go. If you like the content that we're bringing you, you should follow us. You know where this is going. She's she's building up to the thing. I didn't say I was gonna go do on. it. I'm not You're gonna going do to it. Do it. I feel like. You should follow us on social media. Our handle is Abeg the Pod. A-B-E-G-T-H-E-P-O-D. Abeg the pod. Very phonetic. Feel free to go on there. If you want to follow us, you can find our pages through the pod, though I don't know why you'd want to do that. More importantly, <laughs> if you are an Apple Podcast listener, because I don't know mm-hmm. if you can do this on Spotify, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. You know, leave us a yeah. review yeah. or rating. You can ra- maybe don't. If you're gonna drag us, don't review. Just put a rating. If you're gonna, if you're going to drag um. us, make sure to curse, and then it won't be counted. Yes. Oh my God. Apple doesn't allow you to to curse people and they leave the review. Yes. So if you're gonna curse us out, do that. That'll be fun. Hopefully we can see it before it gets taken down. If you are on Spotify or any of the other DSPs, leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing on here because we're creating this for us, but we're also creating this for you. This is for you. This is for you, children. This is for you. It's been so great talking to you. It's been great talking to you too, Esther. And it's been another episode of A Begged Podcast. Bye!